Welcome to the PM Podcast. I'm Eddie and that is... I'm Mark. We're here. We, we did it, man. Fuck. Look at this. Crazy. Finally, all set up, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, man. Uh, it's crazy. You just really think you're never. it's never going to happen. And when it does, man, it's, it's a cool feeling. It is. I think for topic... The idea of creating something. And it's interesting, like, and what inspires creation, right? You know, and we have this talk a lot where it's, uh, what, what, what forces you in, into a state of creation? Uh, maybe not force, but just, uh, what propels creation? What inspires it? And they kind of go hand in hand, right? And that was the other topic, inspiration and creation. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we talk about it a lot. And I think the idea of creating something new is, whatever it is, it, it's, uh, there's liberation in it, like a, a freedom. If you oh, know. absolutely. Uh, there, it probably comes from a lot of different places. I think a lot of times in my life when I create something, uh, it comes from a place of, man, being devastated, <laughs> you know, or in pain. Uh, and then there's other things that probably inspire the idea of creating something. Like here's one, uh, maybe you're attracted to something and there's a certain appeal or a lure to it or a glow to it and that inspires you, you know. Uh, it probably comes from many different places, but speaking personally, creation for me has come from a place of being hurt being broken, being in pain, wanting to better myself. And it's also come from a place of uh, finding something I was passionate about. Mm. And that sparked it, you know? And, and you see it, like, a lot, like, with, like, uh, Shakespeare and, like, Mozart. Like, a lot of them guys, like, even if you read up on it, it's like they came from, a, like, the creation was based out of a, a, of, of a pain, if you will. Like, uh, a longing for something. And that, and... And for me, it's like when I'm, when I'm in pain or, or devastating like circumstances, it, it causes me to look within. And, and when you have a certain awareness, it's like, all right, if from this space, I can operate on a plane of creation because it, it, it becomes organic. And that's kind of how this came about. Oh yeah, it was absolutely uh, organic. I love what you said about uh, it creates a, there's some type of longing there. I like, that's well said. Brings up like a great question of like, what do you long for? Mm. That's a good question for people to consider in their own life. You know, what am I longing for? What, what do I want? Um, what are some things that spark my interests? But yeah, this absolutely organic is a good way of putting it. It's wild. There was the carpenter was here earlier today, and he said, "Oh, you guys have a podcast," and I said, "Yeah, get it together, man." And uh, inspired by you and I, I told him I was blown away because two weeks ago none of this existed you know it, none of this was here none of this was set up and in two weeks of just thinking about something it's like table mics camera and here we are in a matter of two weeks giving it a whirl man and seeing where it lands and how it goes and you had said this to me that would be probably a week and a half ago about just the idea of creating something in and of itself is somewhat motivating, you know? Like, does something for somebody. 
something that generates something that came from their heart and then to, it inspires them and they should take the first move and it creates the second and the third and the fourth and the next thing you know here we are sitting in front of microphones just <laughs> having a conversation it's it's mesmerizing in a way uh, how this all comes about and it's probably very similar for anything that people create you know it starts with an idea and that's it it's an idea that you can kind of see and you play with in your mind and the next thing you know it, it, it becomes reality for people and yeah, it's, it's a mesmerizing process when it actually all comes together and I don't know where this is going to land or, or how it's going to go but it's pretty cool to see it right now yeah like I'm I'm floored like it, it's an experience in itself and we've been on for what three minutes and it's uh like you, you hit it on the head with with creating and the compound effect of just like one thought and, and where that can take you you know and it's uh it, it's beautiful because we live in such like a a consumer-based society where it's like bye 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 right or just like you know you you work two jobs you're in school, I work two jobs, and it's like, uh, but like creating something that's your own is like, uh, it's freeing in the sense of, uh, it, it like, this is like not solely my idea, but it, it, it stems from of, of a place of where like no one can take this from us. You know, like this is, if it serves no purpose, it's Remy and Christian can look back on this and say, look what my, my, look what our dads did, you know, and it's, uh, it's cool because like creating anything it's like if it's a habit or if it's um if it's uh a habit or if it's like a, a t-shirt or whatever i think it comes from a place of love like you know think about a person that's uh trying to create a new habit they're trying to lose weight you know that that stems from, that stems from a place of self-love and I, I think that's important i think that that is uh something that's uh not talked about enough like uh in, in that aspect you know yeah i think so you probably go a few different ways with it where a lot of things that are created are probably generated from a place of love and there's a certain genuineness about it and you could probably make an argument for like there's probably things generated in hate yeah because like, uh, i could personally speak on i went through a breakup and i was so mad and so pissed off and stuck in like those those ugly feelings that I'm like I'm gonna get back in shape now I don't know if that was generated yeah. out of love but I also like what you said where like there's this inspiring phase prior to building all this and if I don't do something while that's there yeah. it's lost now, now you're, you know because even for a week we I like I was you I know, know I, yeah. yeah I grabbed all <laughs> I grabbed everything for it, you know, and, and like a couple of hiccups, and it was like, it just dwindles, man. It, it dwindles, and I, and I think you're right, like that willingness and the act on that, and, and like it's like once you take your foot off that pedal, like I was kind of like, nah, fuck, if we do, we do, if we don't, we don't, you know. It's and, and just that quick, man, and it almost reminds me of like, and I hate to take it here already, you know, we're fucking five minutes in, but. <laughs> It, it reminds me of, like, getting sober. Like, I jumped on that willingness, man. Like, I had a, a window. And, and the minute I jumped on the window, man, like, my, my life changed forever. And, and um, I think it's important when you when you feel something and it feels right. Like, I, I forget where I read it, but it's like, 
never always act on a good instinct. And I forget who said it, but once I heard it, it clicked, man. Whether it's giving somebody a dollar or or whatever, it says never go back on a good instinct. I think it, was, it might be Jordan Peterson that said it, but uh, it's so true, man. And just it, it's it's wild. It is. You, you, people would laugh if they saw, but you had went on this like complete forty-eight hour hiatus of like getting everything (laughs) needed, and then something's wrong. I gotta take it back. I gotta get this. I gotta get that. Talking to people, calling family, getting everything you can, and then there was like a three-day period where like. I ain't here for you. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, this, did this die? Is this gone? Because I, I understand that. You know? Yeah. I think I noticed it the most around New Year's Eve. I'll definitely notice it the most mm-hmm. because I'll go to the gym and you'll see a bunch of people who are inspired to, to get their life on a healthier platform. And a whole bunch of people go... And that's not, you're not seeing the people that prior to the new year had told themselves they were going to write. And they were inspired for a brief second, but they didn't do anything with it. And so they don't end up at the gym. And then there are people that are inspired that do end up getting there. And then as you pay attention to the numbers over the new year, as time goes on, it's like January 1st, it's packed, right? And then you get to like January 15th and it's not as packed. And then by the time... February March rolls around. It's the same people that you generally see in there for the whole year, and there's something to be said about that and being inspired and not doing anything. And you're you st- you stay where you were at, and then people that are inspired and they make a few moves, which is better than not making any, right? And then people that make a few moves and they stick it out regardless, you know, of like how it pans out. And I think that's how disciplines are, are formulated. Yeah, and um. You know, because you talked about it. We went on like this, this down this podcast hole and just, uh, for me, it was like, uh, it, it, the stars aligned, really. It was, we lived together. You know, I obviously look up to you and, and we have a way of inspiring each other. But uh, you, you talked about it, man. Like it, behind every inspiration, need, there needs to be discipline. You know, and it's easy to get... Like, the allure of things, and I'm guilty of this, like, the allure, like, following following the allure, but, like, not really wanting to put in the work that comes with that. Like, the idea of starting a podcast was dope, and I had all this shit, but, like, editing videos and, you know, getting the right camera for us. Like, when it started to get, I don't want to say turbulent, but, like, um, when, when you got to start getting diligent, like, I have a, ten, a tendency to, like, I just, nah, this ain't for me. And, um... I think when you can just really like get through that phase and start seeing like the results of whatever action it is, whether it's starting a podcast or going into the gym or trying to get sober or, um, you know, whatever you're trying to accomplish, like once you see a little like sprout of that seed, it's like, okay, you know, and, uh, I, I think the belief that, that, that it'll blossom is important, you know? Yeah. To be able to see what it could be, um, I'm a big believer in it's not actually like accomplishing the, the podcast like alright that's the goal whatever your goal may be let's say it's writing a book it's not actually finishing the book and publishing it the the benefit to it is like sure that's one aspect of the, the bigger benefit in my opinion is the small baby steps along the way that you notice right like for so for this it was 
Yeah, it was that you got some of the wrong things. And that's a wall and that's a barrier. And that could sure as hell stop a boatload of people in their tracks and go, the hell with this, I'm not doing it, right? And so you overcome that obstacle and it, it's fulfilling. It's like, well, I just, I just overcame something. And then the next obstacle comes up and like, okay, now I got past that. And it's not so much about like getting the podcast started as it's more to do with like the person you become along the way mm. of doing that. And that's with regards to anything, right? going back to the gym or writing a book or starting a podcast. It's very easy outsider looking in to sit there and go, that looks interesting. I'd like to do that. But to actually start to develop that and do that, like you actually turn into a different person. It's like prior to doing this or, or anything like this, I don't have any familiarity with doing that kind of stuff. And I literally have to mold and work on different attributes of mine to even be able to start to do this. You know, and the, so the person you turn into is as a result of just trying. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck. It's like we're terrified to just try. Mm. It scares the hell out of me at times. And it stops me. I'll give you a perfect example. When I decided to go back to graduate school, I sat and thought about it for a year. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can't do this, man. If I do it, all, I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna flunk out, or I've been to school in a decade. There's no way I can do this. And so for one year, I thought about it, and uh, then I finally pulled the trigger and I do it. And you find out, like, maybe you are capable. You know what I mean? And I also believe in, like, let's say it doesn't pan out. Like, let's say school didn't pan out, or this podcast doesn't pan out. Um, the benefits of just trying alone, right? And here's the best way to connect it. I bought a house and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to afford the financials. And so worst case scenario, I can't, right? And so 31 years I walked this planet. And so let's say I can't afford this house and it tanks. The benefit in taking the risk and trying do you think it's going to take me another 31 years to find out how to get back to a house? And so in trying, you start to build a blueprint on how to get back there. Mm. And because you tried, you're able to get back there even faster than how long it took you originally. You know, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And you talked about it. It builds a level of trust in it. Like you start to trust your word and trust yourself. You know, it's, uh, and, and, and in that, it just, uh, it's like, all right, if I can do this, what else can I do? You know, and it opens your eyes to like your capabilities because for me, I know like I can, we come from a place like that's really, I don't want to say like small minded, but just where it's like kind of like a boxed in community where it's like these ideals that were passed down generation to generation. And it's kind of like when someone goes outside of that, they're, they're judged or ridiculed and it, I don't think it's intentional it's just like well that's not the norm here like why would you do something like that and I think once you step out of your parameters and and, and who you think you're supposed to be is who like you want to be and strive to be I think it, it builds trust and it builds an awareness to where it's like now I can operate from a space of um, really like just uh, being my true self and trying things and being okay whether they I fall on my face or they don't and, and starting this was was really something for me where it was like 
you know, I went through a situation and, and it woke me up to like, man, life is short, man. Of course. And like moments, like they, they fall through your fingertips. And it's like, because like, I, I don't think we just understand like how elusive like moments are. And, and, and when you come through an experience that kind of like rocks your world, it forces you to look internally and ask yourself like, what is it? What, I, what What's my purpose here? What like, what do I have to say? And it's not, and for me, it doesn't come from like an egoic standpoint, but it's like, if, if this could help anybody, then it's a win, you know, I, I believe that, you know, and um, it, it's beautiful, man, like, we, we talk about, like, uh, we talk about a lot, and I, and I think, um, I think doing this has, like, helped me prove to myself, like, like, yo, like, you, you can do pretty much whatever you want to do, and, and something as small as a podcast or go to the moon, but, like, it's important for me to not only say I'm going to do something, follow through, and then, like, you know, just try to continue and build on, like, a momentum like that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it it's all comes from a place of, like, love. And I think when you operate from a place of love, like, it's, you know, it's uh, it's boundless, to say the least. Oh, yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's interesting that you talk about coming from a background of certain beliefs and, and some type of box that, that we're kind of we live in for a period of time it, what's funny about that is like I was at my house the other day and my brother was like yo how's that TV show you're doing coming along <laughs> and like I said my mom like I had told her uh, about the, the YouTube thing and she, she it's such a radical idea to her that like what she heard and this is what's so interesting with people is like something comes out of my mouth and then after it processes through your brain, you didn't even hear what I said. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, he's also told my brother, like, yeah, TV show or something he's doing. And he said, how's a TV show? I said, oh man, it's just a short video or a clip, but uh, it's it's coming along. And the other thing you, you said that if it could help somebody, right? And that is wonderful. Like maybe it does, right? Uh, maybe it doesn't. And I, I first thought that when I started to do things like this too, like, well, maybe it could help somebody. And, and so one of the biggest things to that is like, you're showing people that it's okay to take a leap of faith. You're showing people it's okay to try something. You're showing people it's okay to almost make a fool out of yourself. And you can you'd be okay with that. But there's even something greater, um, in my opinion, that I've learned on my own, which was maybe it helps somebody, maybe it doesn't, but as a result of doing this, you're developing a new discipline on your own. And you also, if you stick with it, develop consistency. And so you're developing a new discipline, you're developing consistency, you're also developing public speaking, right? You're also developing doing something like putting yourself on a public platform, and that may be uncomfortable. Um, and so you're developing that, and there's a whole bunch of things that you're developing personally just from trying, you know, and that on its own is, is a mesmerizing thing to me, to start to work on some of my own attributes and uh, traits and hone my skills and crafts and become better just from trying something different, you know, like stepping outside of that box I was in and trying something different. And I think there's a lot of people like that, that 
would like to try things. And that isn't to say that they don't like their job. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people that don't, right? Like, <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that can't uh, stand their job. And then there's a bunch of people that do have wonderful jobs. So it's, it's not like it has to stop there. Right. It's like you can still look and, and reach for things in your own life, regardless if you enjoy your job or not, or to, to continue in your life, to look for things that kind of spark your spirit and things that, that make you feel fulfilled in life. Because as you kind of alluded to earlier, it's so short. And my father said this last week. He said something happens when you wake up when you're 50 and you snap your fingers and mm. you're 60-plus kid. Um and that's been my experience since I've had my daughter. You know, she just turned five last month, and it's like, well, what happened? It's like, I remember holding her in a hospital, okay. and now she's five, and she's missing a tooth. And I'm like, where did all that go? And, and so it is. It's short, and it's brief, and I can't think of a better way to spend it than moving in directions that are meaningful to you, whatever that may be. I heard a kid tonight talk about he enjoys skateboarding. Now that that doesn't doesn't do anything for me, right? But I can see that other people when I watch them and they're skateboarding or doing anything like that kind of stuff. Um, they have a huge smile on their face and they're typically with people and they're connecting with people doing something that, that's meaningful to them. And it's just a good space to be in. You know, and I think a lot of people can attest to that. And I think you said you said a lot of good things, and I, I kind of want to harp on it. Um, and you talked about like you know putting yourself out. We're both pretty private dudes. Like I don't have no social media. You don't have social media. You got the YouTube channel, but uh, so this is for me, like exposing my thoughts and beliefs. That's something I hold dear, you know, because. Yeah. You know, when you're drinking and drugging, like, you're constantly exposing yourself and constantly making yourself look like, like, you know, like an asshole. And, like, man, I remember I would go out and I would just make, like, such a fool out of myself, man, and embarrass the people that brought me or whatever. And, uh, for me, it's like, I, I almost, like, went the polar opposite. I got sober and it was like, I want to turn into, like, no one's going to see me at when you overexpose yourself, and, and that, that operates from, like, a place of guilt and shame, you know, and, and that's something I got to get more comfortable with, but, like, doing something like this is really, like, it's really exposing, like, me, but, like, it's, like, at, at the end of the day, I didn't get sober to hide, you know, it's, like, I, I got out of here to participate, I got sober to participate in the world, you know, and you also talked about, like, uh, snapping your fingers and, like, and it, it's a, it's just crazy, man. Like, I just remember holding Christian in the hospital, like, 60 days sober, just, like, shot out. And just, like, not knowing the direction my life was headed, man. And um, you talked about, like, just hobbies and, and stuff like that. Like, uh, like for me, it's like, I still don't know what I'm really passionate about. Like, my buddy CJ says, he says, my job is what I do, not who I am. And, and, you know, we all have to work. And if we could do this full-time for a living, that'd be great. But I think it's important, man, because it's so easy to get caught up in the monotony, the monotony of life. Just, like, go to work, go to the gym, put on Netflix. And I think the, the real liberation and freedom in, in, like, creating something like this is where, like, it takes me out of that monotony. You know, and, and, I'm, and, and I'm working and operating from a space of just, like, kind of like a, a, a consuming awareness 
you know, and, and I'm in the moment. And, and that's not talked about enough, like just like being okay in the moment. Like you, you said it, we talked in, the, in my room the other night and you, you were just talking about it. Like the moment is all we ever have. And it sounds like some spiritual bullshit mumbo jumbo, but in reality, like I can get so consumed with my past and my future, but like really this is all we got. And it's the next moment and it's the next moment. And it's like, do I want to wake up when I'm 50 and think like, damn, like, I missed it. Everything I, all I ever needed was in front of me. And I battle with that question all the time because it's always the next thing, the next thing. And it's like, okay, when does Eddie get okay with just the right now, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with looking, I think a lot of people look at things that they don't have in their life. And I think it's normal for people to look and reach for more. Like, I think that's a normal thing. Like, you look at how this is built. It's like, okay, well, I, I try something I don't have, right? And I do, I think I think many people are, are fixated on, okay, what don't I have and what could I add to improve my life? But I think part of the dilemma is people are looking at the wrong things a lot of the mm. time to do it for them, you know? And there's nothing wrong with like, hey, if you'd like a bigger house and like you think that's going to do something for you, by all means, you know, move in that direction. But I think uh, the, the more, the longer I'm on this planet, I start to realize the things I was looking at that I thought would bring me fulfillment and joy, turns out that it wasn't those things that actually provided it at all. Mm. They provided this like, overwhelming sense of like accomplishment like when I got the house right like there was a sense of accomplishment there and a feeling provided by that but what's more meaningful than this house is the relationships that I hold with people today you know and the closeness I have with people and the connections that I have that isn't to take away from the house but I think a lot of people spend a lot of time looking at what they don't have in their life and when you do that you'll miss what you do have and it's sad, but when, when you look at the awareness piece too, it's it's a radical idea. Like I wasn't taught any of that stuff until I was 26 years old, you know? Like I had no idea about any of that. Um, I didn't start looking at goal setting, Jesus, until I was 30. Like I never had a class that sat me down and taught me how to do this kind of stuff. It was all kind of learned later in life because I was fortunate enough to like run into somebody that knew what was going on and could help me. But I don't know, it's, it's certainly interesting when you look at people and what they hold val value in, you know? Yeah. Like what and, they look at. And I think, in my opinion, in, in, the, in the aspect of, um, you talked about like wanting more, and I think that's like, I hate to be the guy that say like society does it, but like it's such like a today more than ever you're so bombarded with stimuli. You know, it's be this, do this. You should have this. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you go on Instagram and you see that guy and, and he's got all this money and all that and, and and what social media did for me and that's why I'm not on it. You know, it it, it detaches me from my own reality and and it. And it's always the grass is greener. And you see, and I think for me, like, that's why drug addiction is rampant right now. Because I think, like, 
it's you, you get these these feelings and emotions of I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. I see what this guy's doing, I see what that guy's doing. And, and really, like, people just want to escape, man. And, and you see, like, whether it's porn or, or whatever it is, man, like, people just want to out. Because, like, the, the society is just so, like, you're just so bombarded with things, man. And it's, it's, it's reaching out, reaching out. And for me, it's, I found, like, whenever I reach out, man, like, whenever it's immediate satisfaction, it's just, it, it never, it, the, the, the thirst is unquenchable. The hunger is unsatiable. And it's just, a need for more and whether it's a goal and it's important to have goals and stuff but whether it's a goal or anything it's the next goal you know so it, it, it's finding a balance of like okay being okay with where I'm at like our buddy Brandon talks about like when I'm able to operate from a place of like unconditional love for myself and not like I need more but just like I love myself enough to give myself that it's a lot easier you know and uh I think that's important for people to, to just like slow down and just like whether it's like a walk in the woods or a retreat or something just slow your life the fuck down and just like you know be appreciative of like the, these finite things whether it's a family member or a friend you know like I had a, 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 a kid I was trying to help out commit suicide this week found out a buddy that I grew up with died the night and it's just man like if you would have told me when I was in them spaces of, of time with them that, that they'd be dead, like, you know, it, death's just got a way of just making you realize how much you're not living, you know, and, and it fucks me up. Like, I, the, the, the concept of death is still, like, I, I, I'm not okay with it, yeah, you know? Yeah, you got to ride with Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're getting a little <laughs> off topic, but, you know? Well, hey, I, I do... You look at the, I think the whole point, and so I, I'm kind of getting into the mental health field with my life, and I would say, like, I, I believe a big struggle for people is being okay with where they're at in their life. There seems to be this part or piece in people that tells them, I should be here, or I'm this old, I should be doing that, or... I should have kids by now, or I should be married, or I should be a homeowner, and you can plug it into an item, whatever it looks like for you. And, and again, all of that is just kind of taking a shit on where you're at in life. And like I was running a group the other night, and I asked people, like, how are you feeling? And the majority of the people said, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And I stopped and I said, you know it's okay if you're not doing all right to say that. Like you, it's okay to tell people like, I don't want to fucking be here, or I don't feel like doing this, or I'm not happy, or I'm not satisfied, or I'm struggling. Like this is this is one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately. Has been social media you brought up earlier, and that isn't to say that there isn't benefits to it. It connects people. You get news like quick as anything, and. You get to stay updated on how people are doing, and there are a bunch of benefits to it. I don't know how many people the benefits outweigh the cons, yeah. right? Or I know a lot of people that look at social media and they get trapped in the comparison game. Like, well, I don't, my life doesn't look like theirs, and, and so that it, it's a trap people can fall into. 
but the, the so the group I was running, I, the kid ended up saying like, "Yeah, I'm not happy. I don't want to be here." Like, I said, "That's wonderful. Like, it's okay like, to be okay with where you're at, wherever you're at. You know, it's it's this. So this is the thing that I found interesting with social media. If you watch people take pictures, especially I noticed it with kids." Most of the time, if you're getting a picture with a child or you're taking a picture of a child, you're telling the kid to do what? Smile. And, and so, even if a kid's not doing well in life, you're telling them to do what? Smile. And you're telling them to smile for the what? What? For the picture. Mm-hmm. And the picture's going to be put on what? Facebook. To show who? People. So you're already teaching kids... It's like, lie about how you're feeling so we can show people you're okay. And like, do you, I don't think people look at things like that. Like, okay, well, what's the impact of that on, in 20 years? You've taught an entire generation to fool themselves about how they're feeling on the idea of like, we're going to present this to the world and we're going to hide how you're actually doing. It's like, all right, well, you're only going to end up fooling yourself. And like, I don't think you have to think very hard about how that plays out. You know, yeah, and the amount of people that, and you mentioned, uh, you know, drugs and plugging whatever is your escape outlet. It's like, yeah, my question is like, what am I running from? Mm. What? Am, why do I need to escape? And I think a lot of it has to do with like, I have no idea how to deal with how I'm feeling because I've become very good at presenting one version of me to you. And I completely ignore how I'm actually doing. It's like, well, yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> you have to know how you're doing long enough. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to explode. I was guilty of that for years. Of course. Years of my life, man. Just, uh, I always, I, I never knew who I was, man. And, and still, I don't, I, I don't really know. And I don't know if we ever know who we truly are, but... But I know for me, man, like, I just always hid behind a mask, man. Always had to compensate always had to compensate for who I was always just needed something man and and it's tough because we're not taught this stuff like this stuff don't come natural to me I come from a place of just shut the fuck up don't talk about it be a man chin up you know and uh, when and it's because I don't even know if I could have I would have you know I think for for a lot of people, it takes like life-altering experiences to where it's like, okay, let me try to get outside the box, you know? Because I remember like senior year, they had me in like this mental health, like at-risk kids thing, <laughs> and I was so shot out where it was like, uh, like I, I was just rebellious, man. And it's like, um, so I don't even know if there was a space for expressiveness that I would have been. Like I would have been willing to even like hear someone out, you know, and uh, and and that's why I, I'm grateful for for my journey, and and we talk about like like gratitude a lot, and it's like um, I really wouldn't change it for the world, man, because like I don't think if I would have suffered the the pain of drugs and addiction and and the guilt, shame, and remorse that it would have kind of opened me up in the sense of. Uh, now I can I can I can start healing, and then even when when you start to heal from that, there's other shit you gotta heal from. You know? <laughs> yeah, we just got a whole bunch of stuff that we need to yeah, start to look yeah. at, man. Some are sicker than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's it's interesting to say the least when you look at people, like the amount of people that are suffering in their own skin, in their own minds, in their own spirit. Man, you can't quantify it. It is. And so my goal on this planet, at least as far as I can tell, and my purpose has been moving in a direction of trying to help somebody lessen that in their life. You know? and, and you are, you know, you, you, you do that a lot, man. Like, you're always on the phone. You're always on the phone. Even it, it's crazy, man. Every time I walk in, you're always on the phone, man. And it's uh, I think some people just have the propensity and the gift of just like um, of just like empathy and understanding. But like you know, me and Sean were talking earlier, and he's saying like, you know, like Mark doesn't like like you you don't bash people for their mistakes you're very analytical and you're very like constructive with your criticism and that's important man because like depending on what and how you say something to somebody oh yeah that could get fucked well I learned the hard way I was guilty (laughs) of that man like I would say some shit like still now I say some shit and I'm like I shouldn't have said that man yeah I'm so guilty of that and I think that's a trait where like it, like you're you're really good at it, and I, I think that's important when you're when you're helping anybody. It's like not soften the blow, but let me come from a standpoint of like I'm not gonna fucking crush you for this mistake. Look for every one person that could come in here and say he he says things in a constructive, kind manner. You could probably find ten people to go. <laughs> Fuck that the dude guy. was an asshole to me at different times, right? Uh, and, and I've I've learned as the years went on, and I really, really what stood out to me the most from what you had said was this idea of changing. You wouldn't change anything that you had been through because it kind of got you to where you're at in life, and I support that, right? I wouldn't change anything I've been through, but I wouldn't volunteer to go the fuck back through it, right? No. But and this isn't to say that people don't change on good days. I just think they're not as frequent as, again, I don't see people on good days going and moving their life in a direction of change. It typically comes from Pain. a low spot, you know, and that's certainly been my experience in my case. And I know that, like, I was crippled and broken, not just from when I used to get high and drink, but, like, even in sobriety at such lengths to where you feel so low you feel as if you're brand new to getting sober again it's almost like you feel exactly like you did when you were newly sober and I remember where I felt when I was there and I remembered how the people treated me when I was there and it was with kindness and it was empathy and it was it was love and they didn't condemn me or cripple me and that's what I learned because I used to do that to people and I didn't know any better and I think the idea to take away from this is to continuously learn you know like I don't have all the answers to life I make mistakes like any other person walking the planet but what I try to do my best at is learn from the mistakes that I'm making because I'm sure there's a few people you could talk to that would not 
think uh, I had constructive criticism and I came off like an asshole, you know, and I don't want that to be the case for people, you know. I don't want people to feel like they're being judged when they're at a low spot in their life. And I don't want people to feel comfortable in talking about where they're, where they're at, you know. And so that's where I stand on it. Um, yeah. And I think you got to be weary of, like, because, you know, we we're, we we have the, uh, what's the word? We have the, uh, not the ability, but we have the uh, honor, if you will, of being in a fellowship where people come to us for advice and we go, we seek others for advice. And it's almost like, you got to be careful, man. Like, it's. It's hard to stay objective when you're giving yeah. get, get, giving advice, you know. And it's like, and, and for me, that's why I'm su- I try to be super careful. Like when whenever I'm giving someone advice in anything, it's like, as I can take an anecdotal experience, wrapping up in some cotton candy, and let you know, like this is the cold hard truth, brother. Take that, walk down the street with it, yeah. you know, and cash it in. And it, and it's tough, you know. So it's like. It, it, it's for me it's like I just can't like I, I gotta be careful with it and, and and what I've learned is to really just listen and just be okay because most of the times and you'll realize this because I do this with you it's like I really don't want what you got to say I yeah. just want you to hear me the fuck out yeah. like I just want to dump some shit on you shockingly uh, there is a benefit just to talking about whatever it is you're going through but there's a catch-22 in that, and there's a pitfall. Because I talk about what I'm going through, I feel better. And because I feel better, I don't necessarily have to do anything about it. Mm. And I continuously hit my head. And of course, when you're talking to people, to be mindful in the advice. I always laughed at this. It's I watch people all the time go, and they ask for relationship advice from people that have been divorced three times. And it's like, <laughs> all right, man, you, look, you get what you get coming from, from yeah. right? Uh, doing that. It's funny if you ever talk to people that are interesting so much to the effect that not only will they tell you what's going on with them, they'll tell you the answer to their problem, too. And really, all you have to do is just reword it back to them and then every now and again you'll get like some brainiac like you that I get to talk to that will tell me the problem and then they'll tell me what they're about to do and it is so counterproductive <laughs> to actually solving the problem they're going through I'm sitting there going how can you repeat that bro because like you're about to take this one problem and create 10 more it's funny you say that because I'm talking to a book one of my friends today and I tell him about an idea and he's like that's the worst idea you ever had and completely goes against everything you're trying to do right now and it's and that's why it's important to have people in your life man that just ain't gonna leave you unchecked cause like left in my own devices man like I'll fucking I'll, I'll do some out of character shit and um and tell myself it's a good idea yeah <laughs> and, and really dilute myself and think like yo this is yeah I should probably I should probably do that you know and uh you know usually I suffer the consequences but um and you gotta learn man and and we talked about like you get to a space where it's like um you get to a space where you make enough bad decisions and you start to and then you make a couple good ones right based off them bad experiences there's really like I forget what rapper says it or what what business mogul. It's like I, I don't you know. There's never losses, just lessons, you know. And uh, 
I think that's important because even for a guy like me, like my losses, I can beat myself to shit for them. Not realizing I have 150 wins. And not wins in the sense of anything, but like a, a beautiful life. But like for like some shit like I'm ashamed about, I'll beat myself up over that. So I think it's important to like really find like lessons in the bad. And, and, and we talked about it like earlier and it's kind of been the, through the theme. Like I don't change when I'm good. Like, it, it's just for me, never, never, whether it was getting sober or, or seeking more spirituality or, or going to the gym, it's when I'm fat and out of shape, it's when I'm broken, crippled by drugs, or I go through a situation in sobriety where I'm completely baffled, and it's almost like I drank or got high, and then it's like, I changed from that, and I'm curious, if, like, what's your opinion on that? Like, why do you think, like, it takes, like, such great pain for someone to say like all right fuck it let let me try to get my life together or whatever it is you're you're, you're dealing with but like i know for me man and it's like i gotta be an immense pain to to need to change something like almost to where it's like i don't know but i don't know what it is man but like in my experience it's just like i need to be fucking crippled to where it's like all right let's fix something here yeah, well, even people who, you look at, if you're not in pain, it's like, all right, well, you're probably not going to change, and there's a reason for that, you're probably not even going to look at anything. Mm. There isn't a reason to. If I feel fulfilled, I feel okay, if my life's going pretty good, like, there isn't a reason to change or, or do anything. You can even equate it to people that are drinking and getting high, uh, drug addicts, right, or alcoholics, and it's like... If you're not experiencing consequences, it's like there isn't a reason to stop. <laughs> There's nothing there, right? Uh, and then stuff starts to happen, and, and it forces me to look at things. Now, that isn't to say you'll change immediately, but once you just start to look, eventually, like, you start to move in different directions. It's a great question. Why does it take that? I don't know, man. Maybe it's just... Because change is so hard, and the only way I follow through with it is if it hurts bad enough. Yeah. Like, why else would I do it? It's like, um, if I could get away with certain things, I yeah. probably would. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. It's like if I don't yeah. pay any price tag for it, it's like, yeah, I would keep doing it. And that's the problem is, you know, I start to feel things now, yeah. and I can't keep doing it. But there's a part of me that wants to. You know, and I, I will keep doing it, and I'll run it into the ground, and that just seems to be the way that I'm wired with different things. Now there's other things I've touched once, and it's like, no, yeah, I shouldn't. Do yeah, that. and then there's other things, and it's quite different for people. It's like it just depends on the individual. Some people don't need to experience a lot of pain to change. Some people, slightest bit of pain, it's like I'm cool with that. Now I'll try that again. And then other people, it's like. Needed to be like severe, like crippling. I'm going to die. Type pain yeah. to get me to change, and it's probably the, the threshold is probably different for, for everybody, and it's job. also different depending on what it is they're going through. Yeah, you know. But there is something to be said with pain is a great motivator to change. And, and you see it through that, like any and you know anybody successful it talks about. Like I was at the bottom. This is where I come from, and. And you know, it's, uh, what would you say to somebody that's like, uh, that's struggling with like their own voices that like doesn't, that, that is caught into, 
caught in a mental loop of like not knowing how to get out of like a um a vice or an addiction or a relationship like uh what would be your advice to someone who's just like struggling in the sense of like they just can't seem to not like kick this thing because like you know me and you've talked like it's not only drug drug and alcohol we kick like we there's surrenders beyond surrenders, right? There's other things where it's like, I can't, I can't go bang hookers. I can't go do certain things. You know, it doesn't align with what I do. So what would you say to someone that's been like, like just struggling with something, like whether it's overeating or, you know, it could be all across the board. So somebody's struggling with something. Well, so it depends on what it is, but in a general sense, right? Because I get what you're saying where it's just like, uh, maybe it's gambling, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol. But it's like, all right, but it might be a little bit different if it's somebody struggling with like grief, loss mm. of a loved one, right? And so yeah. there's different variables, but the general consensus would be, there's somebody that's really close to me, and I'm a big fan of just telling a story to highlight the answer. Yeah, you're good at that. So there's somebody close to me, and I had said to them, do you know what rule number one is when you're lost? And most people, when asked that question, the person I was talking to was close to me, so they kind of, made a smart-ass response where it's like, ask for directions, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, yeah, you know, I remember when I sat where you sat and I mocked it. Is that the answer? No. <laughs> That's what I thought of saying to them. And I said, uh, they said, they said, ask for directions, ask for help, you know. I think you said this to me before. Yeah, a few people I've said it to and... I always say, like, now, good answers, though, right? Because logically, that's what you think. I said, rule number one when you're lost isn't ask for help, ask for directions, get a map, pull up the GPS. It's none of that. Uh, rule number one when you're lost is you have to know that you're lost. Mm. You know, because if you don't know you have a voice, there's very little you're going to be able to do to even start to process of overcoming it or tackling the obstacle in front of you. And so you need to understand on some level that this is some type of problem in my life. This is a vice. This is kind of not helping me. It's hurting me. And then once you recognize that, I, I think the next idea in essence is like, okay, now we'll start to, to seek out help for it. Like you're not the only one on the planet that's ever been here, that's ever done this, or that may be stuck here right now. There's been boatloads of people that have come before. And again, that isn't to negate what anybody's experiencing. If you're experiencing grief, it's like that's a horrendous thing to go through. Like it doesn't feel like it's just an awful feeling. And to, to, to go through that, that isn't, it's not to negate it, but there's people that have been through it. You know what I mean? And there's people that dealt with it in, in, in very healthy ways and, and they, they kind of were able to move through it. And maybe they have some ideas that can help you as you're processing it and as you're trying to, to, to move through experiencing grief or whether it's gambling or whatever it is. Like there's people that have been there. They've been stuck and seek them out and, and talk to them and get some feedback. Like you don't, whatever you're going through on this planet, like you don't have to go through it alone even though you may feel that way while you're there. There's, there's people. Um, there's many different things you could do. Uh, 12 cent fellowship would be one, but there's like mental health professionals, there's there's therapists, psychologists, uh, psychiatrists, there's family members, I'd imagine for a lot of people would be willing to listen and, and, and have that conversation. And you can call your insurance company, 
the, the, there's so many organizations now and resources for people to seek out with whatever they're struggling with. I think the dilemma is I don't think people view a lot of things that they're doing as a problem yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's not crippling me. Like, especially if you look at me and you, it's like, all right, we came from the drugs and alcohol arena. It's like, okay, so when I'm in a codependent, toxic relationship, it's like, that's not destroying my life the same way, you know, drinking and doing drugs was. Like, not even close. Same with gambling. It's like, that's not even coming close to devastating my life the same way drugs and alcohol did. Now, there's a good chance it may end up getting to that, but I'm willing to tolerate that price tag because it's not even close to as severe as drugs and alcohol was. Until eventually it becomes that. Right, then I look at it, but it's almost like I'm willing to tolerate different thresholds of pain on the idea it's not as bad as plugging infinitum, whatever your experience is, you know. But yeah, I would say the answer is like you'd have to know that it's a problem for you, you've got to know you have a voice, yeah, you know. So, and uh, and it's one thing, and and it's one thing not to know, but it's like when you do know, that shit sucks. Ah, source. When you do know, like, this ain't right. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. Yep. This is fucked up. And, and you do it. And you're almost just as powerless over that as you are, you know, i.e. whatever it is, you, you know, you're uh, struggling with. But it's, uh, it, like you said, man, like, uh, the awareness of anything, for me, was always like, all right, now I'm aware of it. What do I do with this information? And, and it's tough, man. Like, uh, thank God for, like, what we... Um, have in this whole stuff fellowship man like i just couldn't imagine uh, i'm just not good I, I, i'm not equipped to deal with life man as something about my uh my internal like compass is where and, and i'm learning i'm getting better but like it's uh i know for me man like, if it wasn't for the 12 step fellowship and the reassurance of like you and other men in my life that like no matter what i go through i'll be okay you know, and you see, and, and and nothing tells you you'll be better than, like, someone you love and, and care about go through the same situation and, and then tell you about that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I recently had an experience where I was like, whoa, hold up. You know, and, and, and we talk about it all the time, man. And it's like the reassurance of, like, oh, Eddie, you'll get better. But it's how soon do you want to get better? That's up to you. You know, and, and I think that's, there's power in that. There's power in, like, I have a choice on the healing process. Like, I, I'm going to heal in, in my, not in my time frame, but I had the, the, the choice to, if I want to regress or progress in my healing. And I think it's, uh, it's fluid. It, it's not as direct, like, I'm just going to, you know, 20 days I'll be healed. Yes. You know, I think it's very fluid because thoughts and emotions and stuff like that, you know, but like... Uh, there's a power in that and having the awareness and like choosing what to do with it you know and it's um for me it's it's been like just like really trying to figure out like who I am and uh like I don't want to say who I am but just like uh how I operate man and and it and nothing will let you know more how you operate than like something devastating happened in your life and seeing like how equipped you really are to deal with some shit. Yeah, you get thrown through a ringer. There were times that I was devastated and I could not believe who I was and it wasn't a pretty picture of me. 
but on the flip side of that there's also been times where I've been devastated in life and there were things I had done that kind of caught my eye and I'm like wow that's something that's like pretty impressive like I wouldn't have pictured I'd be able to do that you know maybe it's a topic for another time but you know you brought up the healing process and that's exactly what it is it's a process you know and picture you're real big on the word process by the way <laughs> you're, real big, you're real big on that well I think because a lot of people when you can equate it to this the whole idea of creation and it's just like and you said it earlier it's like people want to flip their fingers and have what they want and it's like life don't work that way and it's no different when you're trying to heal it's like you don't just get to I've talked to many people you included that have been through a breakup I myself have been through a breakup and the amount of people I meet including you that blow my mind is incredible <laughs> people men grown ass men look at me and go I just want to feel better <laughs> and, and I look back at them and go I'm sorry you don't get that's to not the exact that. words and uh, tone <laughs> and, 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 and I always ask them I'm like okay how many text messages did you send your partner your ex how many phone call conversations did you have how many times did you sit down in their presence how many times did you hug them hold them lay down with them how many dates did you go on? How many times did you engage in sexual activity? It's like, okay, when you add up all of that, it's like, oh, and you just broke up yesterday and you just want to throw it <laughs> I'm like, life don't work that way. Yeah. Like, you spent hours and hours and hours talking to this individual. And now that it's ended, it's like, there's a price in that. It's like, you know, I just don't walk away scot-free. I know a lot of people think they're going to, but they think they don't give a shit. It's like, no, subconsciously, it's still there. And like, when you wake up to life on some level, you start to feel that. And so I, I sit with you and a bunch of other people that are like, when's this going to end? It's like, I have no idea. You're strapped in because it's you're going for a ride. And it's going to be a process and you're going to feel like you're doing wonderful and you're doing great. And then you're going to take three steps back. And then you're going to move forward a little bit more. And then you're going to do your next boneheaded decision that I've watched everybody do. My experience, I went through a breakup and three days later I was doing drive-bys around our house like it was the Indy 500. <laughs> and I take three steps back and I think I'm a failure, but I'm not. It's just that's my journey. You know, and there's no shame in that. And there's no shame in sharing that with somebody. And then I take the next three steps forward. And I make the next boneheaded move. And I take three steps forward and I make the next boneheaded move. And that's been, that's been my journey. Whenever I was going through something, and then as the years go by, you know, you come out the other end of it. And there's an appreciation for that journey. For two reasons. One, because it was my journey. And then two, because I can take my journey and I can show it to you. And you don't have to feel so bad with where you're at or what you're doing. And you realize you're not alone in your journey. That way, a lot of us do a lot of the same things. And then you don't have to feel bad about it, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't help your process. Because so. a guy like me, I have the the propensity to think like that I'm unique, like that like no, one's ever loved her. no one's ever loved her like I loved her, like you know what I mean, and, and it's just I'm like best for yeah, like and, and it's really just like it's such a diluted subjective way of thinking, and, and because like because of that like you you will really lie to yourself, man. Like you'll lie to yourself, like. There's so many times where in my experience, if someone's asked me and I was completely unbiased and objective about that, I'd give them the right answer. But to me, I will water 
that shit down and I will spin it to where it's nah like this is how it is cause that and, and, and part of it and we could kind of go down the rabbit hole where it's like part of me just wants to control it it wants to control the narrative it wants to control what people think about me and how I look and and and, and when you get diluted, you, you, you lose the, the, the bigger picture where it's like, yo, it just didn't work out. That's all it was, man. It just didn't work. And, and, and like, and for, and in my experience, it's like, I'll hold on to a narrative. And this will be a whole nother separate podcast we'll do about relationships. But I'll hold on to a narrative where, where it's like, so I can kind of keep that thing alive. Yeah. Yeah, if you control the narrative, you can control a whole bunch of things. You're right, you continue to lie to yourself, but... I think one of the biggest reasons to control the narrative is because it still keeps it alive. But people's ability... Like, I dated people in high school, and when we broke up, people had said, like, well, what happened? And I was like, I don't know, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Classic. Like, I didn't do nothing. And you tell yourself that long enough, you believe it. And I'm like, well, I did nothing, I did nothing. And I was out one day with some people, and they were like, well, what happened? And I was like, I don't know, I did nothing. But there was somebody sitting there that knew what happened. But I lied to myself so many times, I really believed I didn't do anything. I was the best boyfriend, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the person sitting there was like, hey, yeah, you kind of hit on a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I was what? like, wait, what, what? I'm like, no. They're like, no, no, you did. And I was yeah. like, it's like it was news to me. I forgot about it, right? Because uh, I tell myself this other version uh, where I want to blame somebody else for it or point the finger and not take ownership. And it's way easier to do that. And I had a similar experience when you said that. I was talking to this chick I used to mess with probably like years ago. And, uh, you know, she, she's talking and she's like, yo, you were so cruel to me. And in my head, I had this fantasy like she was the one that got away, that I, like all this, <laughs> all this bullshit. And it's it, it, it's crazy, like like how we like you know. And she's like, yo, like you treated me like dirt, dude. Like you were just like one of the worst human beings I've ever met. And like, I wish we had a phone line right now so we could have whatever women you treat like, <laughs> like that. Call it. The phone's be off the hook, bro. For how long you think? <laughs> an hour you know it's uh but like you hit it on the head man like I just got a way of just twisting things into thinking like that like I'm this I'm this good guy man and and in reality like you just don't understand like for me it's like I can get so caught up in my you know, and this will be a whole other podcast, like I said, when we talk about it's a whole other podcast more than I say process. <laughs> no, you just love the word process, you know. But it's uh, I I don't know, man. It's um, I can really just get caught up in it, and I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say right now. But I, I know for me, it's like um, yeah, practice is at one a.m. Yeah, it's late. I'm about to check. It's late. I'm about to check. It's late. This is the AM podcast. Yeah, we're, we're at one eight. We're at twelve fifty seven. Twelve fifty seven. Yeah. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Yeah, probably we're from the PM podcast. We're probably gonna edit. Podcast. Probably gonna edit out the last ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you should just roll it. Run it out. Fuck! What was that? It's, that was the, that was the sign to, to wrap it up and close it out. Yeah, man, this was dope. It was. It was. This was a cool fucking experience, man. It is. And uh, I can't wait to go on this journey with you, man. Same. I think it's going to be fun and interesting. We're going to have some guests on and a lot of things to look forward to. It'll get better. 
for our zero subscribers. Yeah, who cares? It, it'll, 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 I, I, you know, I have fun doing it, and I'm interested yeah. to meet who you know that we can have come on and have conversations with people I know and just try to learn from people. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm excited, man. Can't Same. wait to go on this journey. I think it'll be fun, but.